You're listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and today we're back with part three of our series on getting out of obscurity and escaping the curse of being the best kept secret in your market. Today, we're going to kind of bring it all together and we're going to talk about how to package up the ideas that are in your business and use those to consistently market your business to stay in front of prospects. And we're going to show you how to do it in a way that is actually really, really easy to do. And uh, I promise we'll be mostly painless. So um, I'm excited to share this. Um, we've shared this with a few folks on uh, in our new email course um, over at sellingprofessionalservices.com and uh, had just tremendous feedback on it. And so um, I, I think you're going to get a, a ton of benefit out of this. So really what we're talking about, uh, and if you haven't heard either of the, the previous two uh, parts of this series. You're going to want to go over to the unstoppableceo.net, uh, or excuse me, unstoppableceo.net slash podcast and, uh, and listen to part one and part two there, um, where we kind of set the stage for what we're going to talk about today. But today our focus is really on how to take what we talked about in the last episode, which is coming up with big ideas in your business and every business has them. Uh, And I mean that sincerely. Every business has them. We've gone through this process with dozens of businesses, and I have yet to find one where we can't uncover big ideas that are important to prospects. And the truth is, if you didn't have any big ideas that were important to prospects, you wouldn't sell anything. So, um, so they're there. They're they're out there. Uh, Sometimes it takes an outside eye to be able to recognize them because often you're too close to it. Um, but they are there. And we're going to talk today about how to package up those ideas. And more importantly, once you've packaged them up, how to use them to give you a reason to show up and to follow up with your prospects, with the people that are in your network that can refer you, and with your clients over and over and over again. Follow up consistently and follow up over the long haul uh, for months and for years. Because in our types of businesses, we all know that sometimes it takes years for a client to get ready. Maybe they've got, you know, an incumbent provider in place. I mean, the the, the story in professional services of, you know, yeah, I've, I've had to work with my sister's brother for, you know, 15 years, and he finally retired from the business. You know, now that I don't have that family obligation, I can pick whoever I want, and, and I really want to do business with you. We've all heard those sorts of stories, right? And, uh, and they're real. And, and sometimes it, there are obstacles in the way of, of prospects coming and doing business with you that you can't overcome. And, uh, and you can do all that you, you, you know, you can try all that you can to overcome them, but sometimes it just takes time. And you've got to find a way to be there over the long haul. And this, what we're going to cover today is going to give you the ability to be there over the long haul. And I'm going to bet money that right now you're sitting on a list, might be a big list, might be a small list, it doesn't matter. You're sitting on a list of people that have contacted you or that you have been in touch with that you failed to follow up on. And what we're going to cover today is going to give you a, a very easy way to follow up with that asset that you've already created and to reignite that asset 
and do it in a way that isn't going to annoy them. It isn't going to aggravate them. It isn't going to make you feel salesy. So that's where we're headed today. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be, it's just going to be a lot of fun to go through this. All right. So again, we, you want to start with a big idea and and a, a big idea, you know, a lot, a lot of people think that I got to come up with all of these ideas and, and over time you will, but really you want to come up with one idea to begin with. And that idea can really act as a theme for your communication with the marketplace. And, uh, and it's interesting because that idea doesn't necessarily have to be about what you do. And let me give you a couple of examples. So if you look at this podcast that you're listening to right now, uh, the Unstoppable CEO podcast, the big idea there, which is really what we've built all of our, our uh, different media platforms on, is the idea of the Unstoppable CEO, which is you as you listen to this. It was built out of a conversation that I had with a, a good friend who recognized, as I described, he asked me, who do we really want to do business with? And I said, well, really, you know, the, the person that I have in mind, and I had some specific people in mind that were our ideal clients at the time. And they were business owners who had built a successful small business, not a micro business, but a successful small business. They had a team in place. They were, they were doing well. And, um, and they had scratched and clawed and they had been through hardship and difficulty, uh, and success to get there. And, uh, you know, and I kept coming around to this idea of perseverance and, and, uh, the, the friend that I was speaking with at the time said, you know, um, I think the word you're looking for is unstoppable and that was it. And so that's been the theme. That's been the big unifying idea kind of behind everything that we do is that we show up to serve the unstoppable CEO, the, the business owner who has pushed through and despite all of the adversity, hasn't quit. And that not only drives all of our media platforms, it drives why we all get out of bed in the morning. So that's an example of how you can use the big idea. And I'll, we'll get in a minute to the point where, you know, we talk about how to package that and then use it to create content over the long haul that you can use to stay in front of people and not be annoying. So another example, um, a client that, uh, that we've just started working with here in, in the last few months is an IT consultant based out of the Boston area. And uh, part of what he wants to do is reach out to other Boston area businesses. Those are his ideal clients and, uh, and particularly in a few different niches. And we've crafted a, a, uh, a, a title and a theme that we've plugged into his media platform, which is a podcast. And, uh, and, and that theme is all around why it is awesome to do business in Boston. And so it's not about the five things you've got to do to be in a, you know, a cutting edge business when it comes to technology, which is what he sells. It's really something that is going to capture the attention of and hold the attention of his ideal clients, because in this case, it's about them. With the unstoppable CEO, it's about you. And so when you start with a big idea like that, that is really focused on your ideal client, 
Now it gives you a lot of power and it gives you a lot of room to maneuver within that and, and create content. And uh, if, if you want to go deeper on how to find that big idea, um, I really recommend you go over to sellingprofessionalservices.com because um, before there, there is an email course there that you can opt into, but before you even get to that opt-in, we've got just a, a whole series of pages that will help educate you on how to come up with these. And then if you want to, um, and it's totally optional, there's a free email course um, where we actually go in even deeper um, on some of these ideas. And, and uh, so if this is something that's interesting to you that you want to figure out how to put into your business, I recommend you go over there. Again, that's sellingprofessionalservices.com is the site where we've got that. So once you've got this big idea, this theme, now we need to use it to create content because we need to show up in the lives of our prospects again and again and again over time for the long haul. And in the past, the idea of that has been pretty intimidating for businesses. And I know that because we've talked to many of them and, and you know, the, the, the story of the newsletter that got, you know, created with a great deal of fanfare and motivation and after two months suddenly disappeared is, is kind of epic in small business, right? Because it turns out that having the idea to create the newsletter is a whole heck of a lot easier than actually creating the newsletter every month and coming up with the content that you think will be interesting to your prospects every month. And so, you know, there's a big difference between knowing that you need to follow up and then actually being able to execute on it. And, um, you know, we've been beating this drum for, for almost eight years now, or a little over eight years now, that, that the single best thing you can do for your business is come up with a way to show up in front of your prospects every month or multiple times a month over and over and over again. That puts you in the best position to win. You can do all kinds of other things that are really great. But if you don't have that, that piece in place, everything else that you're going to do is largely going to be wasted because you have a giant hole in the bottom of your bucket. You're pouring leads into it. But without this piece in place, it's, it's all really a waste of time. And, and, and so the, the big limit that people have run into with this is the writing. And... Uh, you know, and, and for a long time, I just thought, well, just write it. It's not that big a deal. And then I began to realize that that's actually something that I both enjoy doing and, and have some skill for, but not everybody has that. And that's okay. Um, it's, it's not required. We've spent a long time trying to figure out a way to create really compelling content and, and have our clients be able to create really compelling content without them having to write. And I think that's a, a really important distinction here because that's what that's, that's the kind of Achilles heel for most business owners. And so what we're not talking about today is how you can go create a newsletter that you're going to hate that you created, um, very, you know, very shortly thereafter, because now you don't know what to write and you're staring at a blank screen. No, what, what we have found is that the most effective way to do this, that I, I have yet to find a business owner that can't do it. Uh, the most effective way to do it is to use conversations. And, uh, and, and it's so easy to use these conversations and record them and then let the world eavesdrop. And the, the technology to do that is very accessible. Um, there are some moving parts to it, but it's pretty accessible right now. 
And I've yet to meet someone who has conversationalist block. I haven't heard anybody have a talking block. Most everybody can sit down and simply go back and forth. You know, we used to call these things interviews. In fact, we called them interviews in, in the exponential, exponential networking book that we put out earlier this year. And what I, I quickly discovered is that even interviews create too much tension for most people because then they think I've got to have these great questions and I have to do all this preparation. And that's really not what it's about. It's about having a topic and a theme and having a conversation. And when you have a conversation with, particularly with another business person who has some expertise to share and is intelligent and interesting, it's really easy to have that conversation and have it be compelling. So if you look at what we do on this podcast in normal weeks, when we're not doing one of these special series where it's just me, when you look at our regular interviews, those are just conversations that I'm having with somebody that I wanted to have a conversation with anyway. And we just happen to record it. And I get to have conversations with people that I probably couldn't have had conversations with otherwise if I wasn't recording it. And if I didn't have a media platform on which to publish it through the podcast. And, but the act of having the conversation is simple. It's easy. And it's fun, actually. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, it's amazing the energy that comes out of that and the relationship that is created with that other person, the recognition that is there. You know, we do all of these remotely, uh, most of them over Zoom with a video conference. And so, you know, people, I go to conferences now and, and, you know, we've interviewed some fairly reasonably, you know, well-known folks in, in the marketing and business world. And, and when I run into them at conferences, it's like we're old friends. They saw my face on, uh, you know, on the video conference and they recognized me from across the room before that, before I had that interview, I was just another face in the crowd to them. But, um, because I had that conversation and I used my media platform, which in a lot of cases with the people we've interviewed, our media platform is infinitesimal compared to theirs. So size isn't that important. The important thing is that I went out of my way to help promote them and help share their ideas with the world and have an interesting conversation with them. And usually that's enough to get a relationship started. Um, and so it's really powerful from that perspective, but it's so easy to do. Now, we publish that as a podcast. And one of the things that I've noticed um, in talking with business owners who have read the Exponential Network Strategy book or who have attended one of our webinars and then get on a call with us is that there's a lot of focus on this, on the podcast idea, thinking, well, that's, that's the main focus. But the podcast is just the means to an end. It's just a distribution channel. And the, the thing that is sometimes difficult to get across to people is that... This, is, this strategy is like an onion, and there are so many layers to it that you have to just keep, keep peeling and peeling and peeling. And the podcast piece is really the least important strategy of all, the least important layer of all. It's necessary, it's foundational, because it creates a media platform. And when you go to have these conversations with people and you tell them, I have this media platform and I would like to talk to you, have a conversation with you and record it and publish it on this media platform and use it to help share your ideas out with my network. Now you have a powerful way 
to invite them to that conversation. Far more powerful than, hey, can we get a cup of coffee? There's now a reason for them to come and show up and bring their A game. And you're telling them right off the bat that I want to have this conversation with you, but more importantly, I'm committed to developing a long-term relationship with you. And I'm going to prove it from the get-go. I'm going to prove it by going out and going to the trouble of recording this conversation and publishing it to everyone that I know so that they now know about you. And that's a powerful way to open a relationship. So that's the first little layer to this. Now, you need the podcast to be able to do it, but it isn't about having a podcast. You know, one thing that that people believe with, with these podcasts they get focused in on is that this is really a lead generation strategy, but it's really not. Yes, you will generate some leads from it. But way more important than that, is that it is a lead nurturing strategy because it gives you the content very in a very easy way and it gives you very interesting content most of the time. It gives you an easy way to create that content and then follow up with and send that to all of your prospects, your clients, and your network of referral partners and nurture those relationships over time and actually increase your authority in the minds of all of those people over time. And you know, most businesses get so focused on going out and getting new leads that they ignore the asset that they already have. For most of our clients, they have enough people within the database that they've already created. And in many cases, it's a pretty small database. But in most cases, they have all of the leads they need at least to hit their goals this year within the list that they already have within the database they already have, but they're doing nothing to stay in front of that database on a regular basis. And this is really the best way to get back in front of those people again and again and again and again. And every time you get in front of them and you hold their attention for a little while, you get the opportunity to move them to a next step. And that piece, that middle piece between I've created a new lead and now I got to stick with them until they convert. That piece in the middle is what's missing in virtually every business because we all get so focused on generating the leads and closing the sales. But there's this middle gap that if you invest a little bit of time and energy into building that, everything else becomes easier because you, you quickly eliminate the waste in your business development. So we talked about the, the lead nurture quality of this. Um, in addition to that, there is a huge networking benefit to doing the, you know, having these conversations and doing it this way built on a media platform. And it far surpasses going and having lunch or going and having coffee with someone. Because again, you're going out of your way to promote this person, to share them out there. They, it, it requires that they come to that conversation at a different level. They can't just show up like, oh, I'm just going to go have coffee with Joe. No, I'm, I've got this conversation with Joe and he's recording it for this podcast and then it's going to be published out to all these people and I want to be in front of them. They're coming with their A game. And you're coming with yours as well because you're going to share them. And it's just a much stronger way to network and an easier way, frankly, to network. I went cold turkey on the old, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies approach to networking back in 2012. Um, and I was largely able to do that based on the networking I did with our first podcast, 
which, and I've told this story over and over again. I mean, that first podcast, um, though we didn't get a, a huge number of listeners to it, I made 50 fantastic relationships. We ran it for a year. I made 50 fantastic relationships and 15 of those relationships turned around and a year and a half later helped me promote my first book and helped drive over 5,000 leads to us in a week. And that wouldn't have happened had I not gone around and built those relationships through those interviews. And, and that's the next little layer of this onion. So you set yourself up to have these big wins. I'll talk more about, about those wins later. I call them lead generation landslides. Now, as we dive deeper into this, so you're following up with these conversations and you're sending them out to your prospects. Something else really interesting happens here. So they're hearing your voice, just like you're hearing my voice now. And there's just this amazing quality of the human voice. You can convey so much more information, unspoken information about your nature, about your character, about your demeanor. And, uh, and when you're able to do that with all the people that you want to do business with, you build trust rapidly. It's amazing how it happens. You build familiarity rapidly and at scale. You know, I go to conferences now and because we publish this podcast and we've been publishing it now for over a year, almost a year and a half or over a year and a half now. I go to conferences and people walk up to me because they're listeners to the podcast and they begin having a conversation with me as if we're, you know, long lost pals, which I love. I think it's wonderful. I don't, uh, I don't mind that at all. So if you see me at a conference, please introduce yourself. And what I find funny about that is that, you know, just like you and just like the folks that, that walk up to me, I'm in business. I just happen to have these conversations in a way that we share them with the public. And because these people have heard my voice week in and week out, they feel like suddenly that they know me because I've shared stories throughout these conversations and they recall that. So they know a little bit about my life and that is a powerful way to create that familiarity and to create relationship. Um, And it's real. It is very, very real. The feeling that those people have in their minds is real. It's not, you know, it's not just a perception. They really feel that, that they know me. And, and I'm not the only one that's experienced it. I've talked with other folks who publish a lot of audio content. The same thing happens. Um, and so uh, it gives you a very powerful way to deepen relationships with your market at a scale that you couldn't otherwise do. Now, I mentioned a few moments ago, this idea of lead generation landslides. And, you know, and I said earlier that, that the the podcast medium is not a great lead generation medium and it's not, I mean, let's just be honest about it. Um, but the relationships that you create with other people in your network who are selling to the same audience that you're selling to create the opportunity for you to go and give value to their network. Now that you've given value to them and shared them with your network, you create opportunities to go back to them and to offer to deliver a higher level of value. Maybe it's to deliver a presentation to their clients or to the people in their network or a webinar. Maybe it's to have them interview you on your expertise and have them share that with 
their network. And at this stage now, because you've given so much and so freely right up front, they're open to it. Reciprocity kicks in and you're not just hoping that it's going to happen. You know, the, in the old days when I would do this, you know, I'd go around and network and, you know, I was part of one of those, those strong contact networking groups where you show up for a breakfast meeting once a week and you're supposed to bring referrals to people and they're supposed to bring referrals to you and, and all that stuff. And those are great, but it takes a lot of time. And I found that often the reciprocity didn't flow my way, even though I was going out of my way to, to give into those networks. Um, and, and our experience with this approach is really very, very different. Now, do we do, um, you know, a webinar or a presentation with every guest that we, we have a conversation with? No, of course not. But oftentimes when we have those conversations, we'll either get, uh, a reciprocal interview on their podcast, which is fantastic. It means we're getting referred to their entire network or they'll refer us to, uh, a podcast that they're aware of or that, uh, they've been on before, or we'll do a presentation. And, uh, you know, in fact, in one of our, uh, the webinars that, that we present, um, an example that we give is just from the first part of this year, just out of three of the interviews that we did in, in the first quarter of the year, those turned into, um, into, uh, two different webinar presentations to audiences. And in the course of two days, we generated 2,600 leads. Now, is everybody going to generate 2,600 leads? It depends on, you know, who you're interviewing and what their audience is, but chances are you don't need 2,600 leads. We don't need 2,600 leads, but it's really easy to go get 20 or 30 or 50 of exactly the kind of leads that you want when you follow this process. And really what you're doing is you're training the people in your network on how to refer. Um, we talk about this in, um, you know, in the Unstoppable Referrals book, and I, I talked about it again in the Exponential Network Strategy book. Um, you have to train the people in your network how to refer, and you do that by example. And, um, and this is a really unique way to do that, and it's a very powerful way to do that. Now... Um, you know, I've talked about this idea of focusing on the asset that you have. And I want you to think for a minute. I want you to think about the prospects that you have touched over the last two years. Think about how many of those people you've actually stayed in contact with. And if you went back and warmed them up with something really interesting around a big idea that they might care about. And if you went back and warmed up those relationships, I want you to think about the value that might be hidden in that group of people. Chances are there's tremendous value there. And often what we see with our clients when they come into, uh, you know, into our program where we do all of this, the behind the scenes marketing for them and set their podcast up and, you know, create their webinar for them and, and, and do outreach for them. When, when they begin that process, often what they find is that just the simple act of going back out and warming up the people who were already in their world stimulates new business right away. Because there are a bunch of people there who once 
upon a time had the thought that they might need your help, but they either got busy or they forgot about it or you just didn't follow up. And maybe they're still sitting there and haven't done anything. Chances are some of them are still sitting there and haven't done anything and they still have a need. It's up to you to show up. And this approach for folks in professional services, I mean, I I grew up in this business. I mean, I literally grew up in the business. Um, My dad had an accounting firm from the time I was, I don't know, eight or nine years old and, uh, you know, grew up crawling around the floor on his office. So I feel like I've grown up in professional services. Um, My first business was a professional service firm. Uh, My current business is a professional service firm. I get the challenges that we all face. And you need a way to market that is comfortable for you, that's not salesy, because that's going to, if it gets salesy, it's going to eliminate your authority. And you need authority to sell at premium prices, to get the fees that you really deserve to get. And you need an approach that's relationship-centric. You know, there's a lot of noise out there about going out and getting cold traffic or having people cold call for you and, and do all this lead generation for you. But the fact of the matter is that when you're dealing with a transaction as large and complex as most of us are dealing with, the biggest limiting factor is trust. And if you think that a Google ad or a, uh, you know, a service doing cold calling for you is creating trust that will support someone hiring you, you know, I, I think you've got to question that. Because most of the time it won't. And trust is actually, I think, a bigger issue than, you know, a lot of people say sales is a numbers game. Um, I disagree, at least for our types of businesses. If we're selling hot dogs, yes, it's a numbers game. You talk to enough people, you're going to sell some hot dogs. But in our types of businesses, this is really more of a trust game. And everything that you do needs to create trust. And it needs to create relationships. So that when you get the opportunity to be in front of a prospect, that they're already pre-sold, that they already feel like they know you, that they already feel like they trust you, that they already will say that, yeah, Joe's my guy or Mary's my gal. That's who I want to do business with. They've already made that decision because if they've made that decision, you don't have to sell and everything becomes easier. So, That's how you package up this big idea. That's the simplest way we've ever found to do it. Are there other ways? Yeah, absolutely. There are other ways to do it. Um, Lots of other ways to do it. This is the simplest, easiest to implement way that we found to do it. And and I think it's very accessible to to really everyone. Um, And um, and so I would love for you to go, if, if this has made any sense to you whatsoever, and you want to explore a little further and get into some of the details that, that because of time, we just weren't able to cover today. Go over to sellingprofessionalservices.com. We set that site up for the specific reason uh, to, you know, for educating uh, everybody that, that's in our world on these ideas. Um, we think they're important. And based on the feedback that we've had from folks who have uh, both gone through the site and then gone through the email course, um, it you know, they, they seem to think that, that these ideas are important and, uh, and are worthy as well. And so I hope you go over there 
And uh, we'll be back next week with um, an awesome interview. Um, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, I, I uh, In fact, it was one of my favorite interviews, and it's a little bit different. And so I'm not going to say any more about it now. But uh, we've got a great interview coming up next week um, that I know you're going to enjoy. And uh, thanks again for listening to the podcast. We're just really grateful that you're here and, uh, and, and so happy to have you as a part of our audience. Take care. Thank you.